0: Hey guys, really boring update for you. I'm getting over the flu. So, in this episode, I might sound a little hoarse at times or not like myself, and that is why. Okay, on with the show.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
0: On Saturday, January 21st, an estimated half-million people marched in Washington, D.C. for women's rights. It was one of the largest political demonstrations in history. Under Trump Tower, thousands of New York protesters wore pink pussy hats and held up signs like The Future is Female, Free Melania, and I Can't Believe I'm Protesting This Shit. I had another job to do. In Midtown Manhattan, I trashed my poster, headed up West 54th Street. It was time to get a drink. There's an Irish pub there with dark wood paneling and perfect Bloody Marys. I sat down at the bar, peeled off my winter layers, and looked over at the guy next to me. He noticed me too. When my drink arrived, he said hello. Mario.
4: Well, what's the other question?
0: Uh, how old are you?
4: 36. And what do you do? Uh, I do marketing for a music radio company.
0: I was in the bar that day to record conversations with guys like Mario. And I'd actually brought a prepared list of questions, like this one. Have you ever been around locker room talk? And <laughs> what does it sound like?
4: Just no. No. I've never been big on, like, you know, like this whole thing about guys going out together, like, on Friday nights and, like, hitting on girls. I've never never been kind of like that person. So I've lived, like, in a very, like, with a, not a we but a different social kind of circle, where it's composed of, like, girls, like, most of my guy friends are gay, or married, or have kids, so there's that, you know? I just don't surround myself with that. I don't feel like, I, like I'm part of it.
0: He's cute, right? It's going to go somewhere. You'll see. On the other end of the bar, I met a group of four guys visiting from South Carolina. This was their first trip to New York, and actually their first time even flying in an airplane. One of the guys offered to be a spokesperson for the group.
2: Charles Thomas. I'm from Lawrence, South Carolina.
0: And how old are you?
2: 25.
0: What are you doing in New York?
2: Just visiting. A uh, little little day trip with the boys.
0: Is it easier to be a man or a woman in 2017? What do you think?
2: I think it's easy to be both. I feel like if you're a woman, you have, you have men by the balls, and if you're a man, you can do what you want to do. So, I mean, it works hand in hand. It's both. Women control men, and men have to have women.
0: And when I told him how Mario answered the locker room question, that he doesn't engage in locker room talk, Charles Thomas said...
2: Uh, He's lying. He's full of shit. He He is full of shit for your podcast.
0: So does he do locker room talk?
2: If you are a man in today's world, and you're a human being, there's maybe 1% that will not say anything, and I applaud them, but 99% of, of today's society of men will say something like that.
0: 99% interesting. Well, lucky for Charles Thomas, I have a sample of answers from guys all over the country. Our podcast, Y-O-Y, sent women into 12 different bars all on the day of the Women's March to talk to men about women.
4: Test, 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 test. Okay.
1: Alright, so we're here at Craft Pride on Rainey Street with two fine gentlemen who have agreed to talk to YOY. There are about ten of us in different cities around the country who are going around and asking questions to men specifically about women's issues. Can you please say your name, your age, where you live and what you do? You can be as anonymous as you need to be. Alright, eight questions. Is, Is that okay? Okay, okay. Okay, ready?
0: This is YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi. So, we started by talking about locker room talk. You know, locker room talk. No,
2: it's,
4: it's, her. it's her. Yeah, that's her. With the gold. i got to use some Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss.
2: <laughs> I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I can do anything.
0: When we started asking these guys about locker room talk, of course they brought up Trump's Access Hollywood tape. Here in Brooklyn.
2: Locker room talk does not sound like sexual assault. Um, Do men talk about their sexual experiences and being attracted to, you know, certain women? Yes, as I'm sure women do, right?
0: Well, yeah, but there's limits. In Maine, Joe, who's a server from Lewiston, agreed that you draw the line somewhere.
4: I've experienced it, and yes, it's talking about a girl's tush being very nice or how pretty a girl is, but it's never gone above and beyond of grab her right in the pussy. Like Trump. It's never gotten
3: to that point with me.
0: And across the country in Los Angeles, a former rugby player named Reggie, he says that locker room talk is normal.
3: I mean, yeah, you're going to find me talking about archer girls, basketball games, and why the Lakers suck.
0: But he and his friends agree. Violence isn't a part of that. There's no, there's no
3: anger in it. I'm not it's talking so, about grabbing people. though. Yeah, no, nothing fucking evil. Just like
2: you don't talk how's about your, you know, sexual how's, I've never casually planned
3: a sexual assault so, yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never. like really, Hey, listen, man. Around five o'clock, you should meet me outside in the garden. I'm gonna do something real fucking. <laughs> like, oh man, no, she didn't want it, but I like forced myself upon her. Like, what you do? Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. she didn't want it, but you won't believe what I did next. I mean,
0: on that same day, also in Los Angeles, our YOI correspondent, Ali Hawk, also spoke with Justin. He's 38 and he works in nightlife in LA.
1: It sounds like uh, just objectifying, you know, a human, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So, is it, so it's worse than what we heard in the Trump <sighs> access Hollywood tapes? I mean, that's just a perfect example. <laughs> you yeah. know?
0: So was the Trump tape an example or an exception?
3: (laughs) Everybody knows what it sounds like. Oh my God, man, you wouldn't believe what I did last night with this girl, and she did this and I did that and blah, blah, blah.
0: Baltimore, Maryland.
3: I think men are more open to talk about it because in society it's a positive as opposed to women talking about the same thing. It's a negative.
0: Missoula, Montana. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Tough question. Now I'm in the spot. We should have reviewed these questions first. Uh, <laughs> she has nice ankles or something like that. You know, hey, you see that girl? She has nice, really nice ankles, you know.
0: Marfa, Texas.
2: Yeah, I grew
4: up in a, in a family of all boys and worked construction my entire life. Of course. Sure. Locker room talk.
2: Is it as extreme as the excerpt we heard from that show from Donald God- Trump stuff? Yeah,
0: Yeah. totally. Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Course, you do want to get up in
1: there. It's the typical caveman <laughs> shit.
0: Miami, Florida.
1: Like, I hate people that come around bragging about, like, oh, yeah, uh, I hate that, and I hate this, and I hate that. And it's like, well guess what? All that that you talk for make
0: me think that you didn't even touch nothing. Montana.
2: You know, it seems like anymore, guys are a whole lot less crude than they used to be. L.A. I
0: mean, you're not going to talk about their feelings were beautiful.
1: (laughs) You're going to talk
4: about her titties were beautiful.
0: (laughs) Baltimore.
1: Can you give me some examples of locker room talk that you feel is acceptable? Um, What do you do for, like, the chafing on your thighs from running? what's been called locker room talk this year. Uh, I've, ne- I've never that I- I'm at a loss like I-, I don't know how to describe that other than bragging about being a, a serial uh, sex criminal. Chicago when it all boils down, I would never treat a woman like that ever.
0: So now you guys know how much fun it is to just kind of sit back and listen to this range of voices. It's like I got an exclusive interview with male America. But the real voice I want you to listen to is yourself. Like, what opinions here did you expect? Which ones did you find surprising? Like, in Philadelphia, there's this pair of insurance broker friends, Dave, who's 25, and Chris, who's 26 years old. And they told this great story about what happened when their friend's locker room talk ended up on a group text. And just so you guys know, a group text is when a group of friends use an ongoing text exchange, kind of like a chat room.
2: One of my buddies' girlfriends saw a group text and basically broke up with him just from some of the stuff we were saying. So, we got lock- them back together quickly, but... They're back together now, but locker room talk does an happen, and but it's just like guys joking around, you know, like we don't mean anything serious by it, you know, like talking about girls or sports or whatever you talk about, but... Locker room talk stays in the locker room or the group chat. It is, you
4: know, harmless fun.
0: So even though you hear them defending locker room talk, there's also this sense that, oh yeah, there can be consequences to talking about women in a way that you wouldn't want women to know about. And for 39-year-old Tony, he's a hydrologist in Santa Barbara, California, locker room talk seeps into his workplace.
3: I've actually, you know, Gotten quite a bit of shit for not giving into that kind of environment, and I've left jobs for that kind of environment. Um, so, so,
1: is it often overtly sexual and about women?
3: You know, what strikes me funny is that it's not overtly sexual towards women. It's a lot of more homosexual gay amongst the male community.
0: If we can agree that the extremes of locker room talk need to go, the kind of talk that's overtly hateful or violent towards other human beings? How's that going to happen? Will it go because guys don't want to hear it anymore? Or will it go because we saw their text messages? Or because we had a secret microphone inside the bus? Don't you hear it in all these voices? A sense that these guys know what's wrong and they're almost apologizing to the reporters as they ask the questions? I'm not optimistic about a lot these days. But that sounds like changing norms to me. Up next, we're going to be asking this question. Have you ever complimented a lady on the street, like told her to smile more?
2: Yeah, once or twice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what would that sound like? Like, how does this, a guy from South Carolina say that?
2: That's why you look so good today. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty. Yeah. I would compliment her hair and eyes because those are my two favorite parts of a woman's body.
0: Really? Hair and eyes? You're a hair and eyes guy.
3: You women like to laugh out there. Come on, my way. Come on.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much.
1: I don't want to use the W word, but... What, yeah, what's the W word? Woke. It's just like overused. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh, my God. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a synonym, another synonym, like fast enough.
0: And we're back with more of this special episode of Y-O-Y. Y-O-Y conversations recorded with a ton of dudes inside of 12 different bars on the day of the Women's March. Now for this half of the episode, I want to focus in on this question. Do you ever compliment a woman on the street or tell her to smile? And it's 2017, so in Brooklyn we heard... No. <laughs> never? I've never thought about that? <laughs> That's... yeah, No. And in Maine...
4: I just i got brought up not to do it. I think it's inappropriate.
0: Millennials in L.A.
3: That's just... Also, I'm in L.A. There's no... I'm rarely on the street. Dude, I'm afraid to say hi to most people.
0: But those answers weren't the norm. Reporter Allie Hawk went into a ton of different bars in L.A. Here's Justin. Do you ever
1: compliment women on the street or tell them to smile?
0: Most definitely, yeah.
1: And what do you think? Do you think women enjoy that?
0: I hope so. And Corey,
1: do you ever compliment women on the street or tell them to smile?
0: All the time. Uh, and it's mostly the ones that I can tell are
4: the good girl who gets abused a lot, uh, either be mentally or physically.
0: Ugh, that one creeps me out. Okay, trying to move on. Selly Smith spoke with Michael in Baltimore. Do you ever compliment women on the street? <laughs>
3: every day. Absolutely. I appreciate a a woman's feeling.
1: So what what kind of compliments do you give?
3: You know what? I don't ever lie. I make a point never to lie because lying is for people who can't handle the truth. So I find something positive to accentuate and I talk about that, whether it be their eyes, their lips, their smile, their body, whatever it might be.
1: Do you ever tell women to smile? Always.
3: I make a point to try to make women smile.
0: Like you're doing now. But Michael, who said he compliments these women every day, he also understands that it's hard to be a woman. Listen to something else he said earlier in his conversation with Sally. Do you think that it's easier to be a man or a woman in 2017?
3: It's easier to be a man, without doubt.
0: Why
1: do you think that is?
3: Um, Because the social pressures on women are ridiculous. From the moment they're young girls, they're made to play with Barbies that project an image that is unrealistic.
0: These answers don't tell a full story. They don't make a guy all good or all bad. Their answers depend on the type of city, the type of street culture. Vital, vital context. Like take this answer from Brian in Montana. He's been a widow for 14 years. And do you ever compliment a woman on the street or tell her to smile?
4: I don't tell them to smile. I make them smile. You know, I'm kind of a witty guy. And, you know, and I think uh, i like to see a woman smile. You know, what else is there?
0: <laughs> what else? I don't think Brian heard the question in the same way that I hear that question. He probably missed that viral Hall of back video. Remember the one with the girl in the crew neck T-shirt? I know that there's nuance here. But here are a few things I found interesting. Alice in Portland, Maine spoke with Ryan. He's a 37-year-old project manager.
4: Uh, I don't think I've ever told a woman to smile. And that's become a thing for the la- like, last three or four years. It's like, Don't tell me to smile is like a meme. Uh, but have I ever complimented a woman on the street? As I, yes, I have. And I have men as well like, hey man, that's a cool hat. Or, hey, I like your glasses. or those Warby Parkers? I wear them also. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with compliments.
0: He has this creeping sense that he shouldn't do it.
4: Apparently there isn't something wrong with it, and I don't really fully understand why it's wrong, so I have to learn, apparently, why it's wrong.
0: This boggles my mind. Like, casually saying, yeah, I know I'm doing something that makes women feel unsafe but I'm just going to keep going for it because I really love compliments as a practice. In Chicago, Andy is a 34-year-old business owner.
2: There's many instances where I'd want to, but I feel like it comes off as somewhat of a not harassment, but that it's unwanted attention to people. So I, I don't, and there's times I've wanted to, but that fear or that concern has overridden the desire to compliment people who I see, who I don't know.
0: I love that. He wants to do it, but he knows it's wrong, and he doesn't do it. Now, one more conversation I wanna show you. Here's Rebecca Lee Douglas, who is in Philadelphia with two 20-something insurance brokers. Do you ever compliment women on the street or tell them to smile?
1: Well, I think you're beautiful.
0: Cool. That was awkward. Replay. Or tell them to smile.
1: Well, I think you're beautiful. Um, I would say no.
4: And telling women to smile normally, that's just not a good move in general.
2: I've never told a woman to smile ever in my life. But yeah, no, catcalling's not cool. Okay. But giving a, a, a female a compliment, I think, is good, right? Would you not like a compliment? I mean Everyone yeah. likes compliments. Co- context is key. Context right, is key. Right,
0: yeah. And in this situation, the context was made very clear to our reporter, Rebecca. They told her, don't forget. You're a woman, and here's what we think of you. So back to the pub. I was chatting with Mario. We ordered another round after we did the survey— and we were having a really good time talking. He's nice and smart and good looking. He seems fun. And before he left, he looked me right in the eye and with total confidence asked me if I wanted to go out sometime on a date. And I told him what I tell you guys on this podcast all the time, that I'm not ready to date. I'm going through a breakup, and of course, when I said no, he had some thoughts for me. Thoughts that were kind of awkward to hear. And I insisted that we record them.
4: Uh, no, we'll have the conversation on the mic. Okay. So I just learned that you went through a breakup and that it's rough and you're not ready to date again. Because for the record, I just asked, asked, asked her to, like, come out with me and hang out. But I, I feel like the reason you're interviewing and you're saying the questions that you are is for you to like I don't want to say convince yourself, that sounds all totally wrong. But for you to confirm your thoughts on like why on like you shouldn't be dating because some men are not good. Right? And like you're looking literally looking for proof that some men are not good. Is this true? And then he asked me, do you hate men? Do you hate men? You just hate men.
0: Uh, Wow, do I hate men.
4: That should be the topic of your next podcast. (laughs) Do I hate men? It'll be a hit.
0: So that's next week on YOY. Our show is produced by me, Andrea Salenzi. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Artwork by Teddy Blanks, music by Andy Miklas, Casey Holford, Lee Rosifer, Creative Commons tracks this week from Ryan Little, Mr. Juan, Steve Combs, Uncle Bibby. Special thanks to Milo Bell, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Also, we have so many ladies to thank. We have a veritable army of ladies who we set out to interview guys in bars. And this includes Diana Wynn, who is an independent producer in Marfa, Texas. Audrey Ullman in Austin, Abby Hagler in Chicago, who's written a collaborative chat book of poetry with Julia Cohen. It's about girlhood, being sisterless, and imagination in the Midwest. Alice Anderson in Portland, Maine. Alice co-produces the Veneers podcast, and she's an assistant audio engineer at Acadia Recording Company. Go get veneers. And Allie Hawk in Los Angeles, California. Allie hosts the podcast, Everything's Totally Fine. Go get the podcast. It's called Everything's Totally Fine. Katie Reardon is in Missoula, Montana. Katie's a freelance journalist who's reported from the Middle East, Europe, and East Africa. You can find her on Twitter at ReardonKT. R I O R D A N K T. Rebecca Lee Douglas is in Philadelphia. Sally Smith is in Baltimore, and she produces Regular Black Radio. Go subscribe to Regular Black Radio. Virginia Laura is in Miami. She graduated from the Transom Story Workshop and is a freelance radio producer. Olivia Lloyd is in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. Thank you, ladies, so much. You are so talented. And we're going to be back next week with part two of the series. And here are your new favorite podcasts. Go get regular black radio, everything is totally fine, and veneers.
2: I feel like if, it, if I was a woman... Some things would be a lot easier just because I'd either manipulate what's going on, or I'd use little things that women have for advantage. Just like if a woman was a man, shoes, probably use certain things for her advantage. So it's uh, goes both ways. Well, what do you?
0: Could you give an example or a couple examples of what you think would be easier to be a woman or easier to be a man?
2: Talking in like a conference or like getting somebody's. Uh, like having someone agree with you, would be a lot easier because her guys are testosterone, let's say I was like attractive woman, it'd be easier for him to be like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Maybe like job interviews would be a little bit easier. I could probably manipulate my way through that a little bit easier, but uh, I never know. It depends on the person that's interviewing too, so could bo- go both ways.